Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Hello, Miss Fit herself. How are you doing? How's your week been? Um, I'm doing, feeling pretty good. Um, well, no, I'm a bit depressed, actually, because... Oh, no. Uh, my birthday this week. And I'm 21 again. Wow. Yes, I 21. Thought you, every time I see you, you look like you're getting younger. It's incredible. Uh, um, well, you know, I think it's probably all that stress, you know, yourself, you know, working my week ahead and then thinking, <laughs> I've got to meet Mr. Twyford on Friday. But anyway, um, uh, but I was good. The highlight of your week, Emma. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's get really? there, yeah. Really? Um, but <laughs> I said, uh, as it was Monday and it was a school night, so I was really, really good, you know. Um, yeah. I'm nearly as good as you, Philip, you know, Mr. Uh, get out there on your bike. Are you still out on the bike? Still out on the bike. Yeah. I passed my record there last week. Uh, I did 121K for the week ah. on, on the mountain bike. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so you have a 21 and you're number two. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm, I, I don't feel 21. I am definitely feeling the, the 50 years that I'm starting to push uh, in no, 2021. So, no, yeah, no so. I'm convinced you just spray <laughs> that gray and, you know. No, I, I, I like being called the silver fox. It's great. <laughs> uh-huh. Here he goes. Here he goes. The Silver Fox Mark team was gone, Emer, so I had to stick with the Curdy Marketer, you know. So, hey, what can you do? You know, we, we won't go down that road now, you know, because I know you love talking about that. Um, and then there's Game of Thrones. Uh, we won't go down that road. But yeah, and um, in the meantime, I've been trying to gear myself up, no pun intended, bikes and all, um, to on, do man. with become a fan of video. I'm putting, my, I'm putting my head on the table here. Fit social um, video channel, can't wait you. Fit, bike, <laughs> where are we going with this? Um, anyway, um, <laughs> you know the way people are starting to watch video a lot more, and I'm sure our guests will probably agree with the sound off and subtitles yeah. are really necessary. So I yeah. took your advice, which I don't like to, but anyway, and I went and had a look at Capwing. <laughs> which I know you love. Yeah, interesting tool. Yeah, because obviously everyone uses revs.com, but this is another alternative if you want mm. to, and that gets so it has, for free, you know. So. so it has things like you can create GIFs and images and videos and has lots of other tools in there. Um, yep. But the other thing I noticed that it does take a while to get your head around it. And for people like me that are... I get bored after two minutes if I can't figure it out. So, um, and maybe I'll have to go and look up a YouTube video on it. You know, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. You know, um, what about yourself? Why do you like it? Like, I suppose, yes, you're right. Um, there's lots of applications, you know, it does allow you to even resize video for say, maybe Instagram fairly mm-hmm. quickly. Um, the pros, it does allow you to put captions on video for free, but it's only up to a certain level of megabyte when you go over that, which potentially you go over maybe a three minute video you then have to pay but it's a great entry tool to to have a look at if you're looking to get captions on some short videos Um, so everyone go try out capwing give it a go and about giving it a go um it's your favorite part of the show emer oh is it home time already is it it is well no not home time yes uh you might want to go home though after hearing this particular joke from the archives grab my coat i'm just gonna grab my coat (laughs) 
No, this this is a funny joke. Okay. This is funny. Hopefully, our guest will still be on the air after he's heard this joke. But uh, we shall have I'm to ready. go for it. You're ready. He's ready. He's Good. ready. I'm ready. Positivity. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Okay. Uh, no pressure then. Here we go. Okay. Um, what type of customer market do beekeepers focus on? I don't know. What does our guest think? <laughs> Oh, boy, I, I really don't know, Philip, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> well, hold on to your hats. It's B2B. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, ladies and gentlemen, that's a cracker. <laughs> I, remember, I was ready, to, I was ready to, to bag on him today. Uh, no, no, I, no, no, yeah, yeah. Do you want to swap seats? I'll swap seats with you. Um, as ever, and all I ever say is, if you find today's social media j- uh, joke ever engaging, and we'd like more of them, no, um, you are in luck. You can catch previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on the podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Dublin South FM website. Sorry, Emer. I, uh, I think we'll get I to think the you sh- should get, get on your bike. I'll just get on the, well, I get on the bike and start pedaling into the <laughs> yeah. serious part of the show. Um, do, as do. you probably heard in the background, which was great, gotten great support for my joke from our, our special guest today, who is Jerry Potter of Five Minutes Social Media fame. And, and Jerry really is a superstar social media coach and mm. speaker with the mantra of helping you and stuck businesses grow using the world's simplest Facebook and Instagram strategies. And apart from being a social media coach and speaker. Um, Jerry, as I mentioned, is a five-minute social media. Um, many talents, content creator, digital strategist, pop culture writer, benefit auctioneer, radio host, plus definitely check out his YouTube channel, Five Minute Social Media. All I can say is, Jerry, welcome and wow. Where do you get the time? Give you some tips. Where you, you, you went deep into my history. That must have been LinkedIn to find all of that kind of stuff. Oh, we have our oh, sources. We're detectives, okay. Jerry. We, we want to know who's coming on this show. Yeah. We want to make well, sure there, there is no other social media comedian out there. Got it. Well, yeah, no, I, I haven't done any social media comedy, but I did. Uh, I have not done all those things this year or even the last two years, but those are all things that I've done in the past. But I'm, a, I'm an efficiency geek, too, which was the inspiration for oh. five-minute social media. Oh. I've never promised anyone that you can have good social media or learn good social media in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but people on the internet take things very literally, especially on YouTube. So oh, if I yeah. put out a six minute video. People are like, this was not five minutes. <laughs> you lied. It's Jerry. <laughs> you. Right. Next time I'll just stop. Ta- oh, we're out of time. Sorry. I can't. Oh dear. Shoot in for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I got that all the time when I say, uh, so Philip, where did the curly marketer was all that about? You don't have curly hair. And then I go into a long drawn out story which we won't go into here today but uh um but then <laughs> oh. people say but it's memorable you know so uh but listen jerry it's great to have you on the show uh i've started to get back into youtube and i love your youtube channel i, I say thank you to to Emer who pointed me in the direction to to check it out uh mm-hmm. because even just the way you construct your videos and your use of titling and descriptions and tags is really really on point uh so i'm starting to try and apply some of that to my own youtube channel as i got back into that whole area because i do enjoy video. Cool. But I suppose to, to kick off our conversation, um, in your view, how can business owners who are super busy manage their social media without being on it 24-7? Because it's a challenge that we all face. Yeah. Well, the you know, the, the biggest thing that I hear from business owners all the time is like, oh, I just don't have time for social media or I don't have time for good social media. And the reason for that is because none of us have time to do things that are not 
making money in our businesses. Mm -hmm. And so if social media has always felt like this thing that you have to do, like somebody said, oh, well, you got to get on social media or the world's changing or that's where people are moving or that's where your demographic is spending their time, you know, your target demographic, your ideal customer spending their time now. If you don't get on there, you're going to get lost. So we all like jump on. We're like, okay, I guess I'm going to do the social media thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And different industries, you know, as I'm sure you guys know, happen in different orders. So there were industries where 10 years ago, they were like, oh, if you're not on social media, you're out of it. And then there are industries just now that are getting on there. But mm-hmm. the point is, we know none of us have time to do things in our business that don't make us money. And yeah. so that's the first problem that we have to solve is how do we make sure that our social media is making us money? Mm-hmm. And so I talk about a lot of ways to save time on social media, but you know, one of the biggest ones I talk about is we have to start off by setting proper social media goals. And what the, 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 and you, I'm sure, heard this, the typical, you know, business plan for, a, a, you know, not somebody working with a professional or anything, but somebody who, you know, like, oh, I got to get on social media. So they say, all right, I'm going to get on social media. They set up a Facebook business page, a LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, a TikTok, an Instagram, and then they start posting is step two. And then step three is wait for cash, right? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. just anytime now, when's this, when's this windfall going to come from social media that I hear about? And the problem is there's no goal setting there. You know, the only goal was I'm going to post three times a week or I'm going to get more followers. And I'm sure you've seen the stories about people with 2 million followers on Instagram who try Mm. and sell something and nobody buys. Oh, yeah. 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 So it all starts with figuring out what is social media going to do for you that's going to make money. And then you got to focus on that. So, Mm. so give me, give me an industry. Give me an example. Bakers. Bakers. Okay. So, and uh, now I'm hungry. So let's assume we're talking about a local baker, a brick and mortar, you know, along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be two things that you need to achieve with your social media. One is you're, you want to go for top of mind awareness. And I know that that's top of mind awareness is the goal, that, the, sorry, the lie that we tell ourselves sometimes if our social media is not working, like, well, at least I'm getting top of mind awareness. But mm-hmm. for a baker, you want to be thought about every day, you know, like a soda company or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you might just, you know, one of your goals might be to keep people engaged. So it might be just to post engaging content around what you do. Which cake do you like better? Um, you know, I've, I've got two ideas for this upcoming wedding. Which one should I use? Different things like that. Mm-hmm. But okay. the second piece is figuring out what is the thing that makes people buy? And so for a baker, because they can only bake so many of any given thing in a day, mm-hmm. it might be posting how many of something that you have to kind of build scarcity or posting how many are left, for example. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, between the three of us, if you made 50 and you sold one, you don't say, hey, I made 50 and, you know, I've sold one. You say, oh, there's only 49 left, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, yeah. when That's they're gone, they're one. gone. But, yeah. but you got to figure out like, what's the thing that makes somebody buy and that's what your posting has to be around because mm-hmm. that way you're actually doing things that that bring in revenue yeah. and it's different for everybody it might be you know if you're a a uh, real estate agent then it might be to build and maintain relationships because those people hire you mm-hmm. um if you like for my business as a social media coach it's mm-hmm. it's getting into a one-on-one conversation so i post content that leads people to get into one-on-one conversations with me because that's where i know i can mm-hmm. close business so that's it's all about it's not posting and hoping, as I like yeah. to say, which which was what I think 90% or more of the businesses in the world are doing on social media. It's mm-hmm. figuring out what is that thing that's going to actually bring in revenue and then working toward that and then getting rid of the rest. 
Because mm. we waste so much time going, oh, I could try this, I could try this, I could try this, mm -hmm. I should do yeah. this. And so that's the biggest thing right there. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of business, as you say, business owners, they will, don't, they don't plan it out. That's what I notice. Um, so what advice would you give a business owner on how to use social media wisely? Well, this one's controversial. And when, when, when we were speaking at, at live events, when I talk about this, uh, you know, it would sometimes get eye rolls. And so when I, now when I talk about it, I say, okay, this, this idea tends to be controversial. So all I ask is that you let me explain it uh, mm -hmm. after I tell it to you and not, you know, dismiss me immediately. And I think that most businesses should be focusing on just one social media network. Mm -hmm. Um, and it massively cuts your workload because immediately you're not trying to do all the things, but there's so much more than that. And the way I like to look at it is imagine that you had three plants, right? And you want them all to grow and thrive. And so you get your watering can and you've got to water all three plants. Well, all three plants need a gallon of water a week, but all you have is one gallon total. So if you put a third of a gallon on each plant, then mm -hmm. what happens? All of them die right? Or they barely survive. Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with your social network. So if you're trying to, to take your limited resource, which in this case is not water, it's time, and mm -hmm. you're spreading it out among LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, guess what? None of them grow, none of them thrive. And in a lot of cases, they all die. But if you do go all in on one, you're creating the best content for that platform. You are, you know, so your content's better. Your engagement is usually better. Your audience is usually bigger. True. They're engaged. And then they start telling their friends and family. And you're, I mean, you're basically super serving them mm -hmm. on that one platform. And again, the other one can come later, but mm -hmm. first you're going to grow a lot faster if you go all in on one social network. So it should be one that you like or one that you think is your money channel. <laughs> Um, I, so I think that the one that you like is definitely a factor and that's something that should be part of it. Um, mm. but it's definitely more than that. The first thing that most people start with is deciding, uh, okay, where is my, um, audience. where is my audience? You know, yeah. that's where you want to start. Um, and a lot of times though, people will choose on based on stereotypes. Like they'll say, oh, well I want, um, young people and I've heard they're on Instagram. So I'm going to go with Instagram. Mm. Uh, but like, for example, on Instagram, if you said, oh, I want 25 to 34 year olds, well, Instagram's the number one social network for that demographic, but 68% of them are not on Instagram. So that's not what I recommend, but figure out, you want to figure out where your people are. You got to think about what you're going to be posting. So for example, if your thing is long-term, you know, long videos, mm -hmm. then Instagram's not great because the Instagram feed only goes up to 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something to factor in. If you're talking about long posts, you know, then obviously Twitter's no good because you've only got 280, uh, what is it, 280 characters. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you think about your content. Um, you have to think about whether you're going to spend money or not. Like a Facebook mm -hmm. business page, you can reach a lot of people really well um, for not a lot of money. And so that way you can spend money to reach people. But a Facebook group, for example, or even on Instagram, you can reach a lot more people organically for free. So mm -hmm. those are some of the main things to kind of factor in when you're trying to choose that ideal network. Mm. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Like I think, I suppose something that I've always believed in, it kind of leads me into this question, Jerry, is about the strategic side, you know, that where a lot of companies kind of tend to fail from a social media's perspective is that they haven't put any, as you said, planning or thought or strategy into why they're doing social media, where they're going to go. If someone isn't confident, say, with social media, but they need to or they want to put together a plan, would you have any tips to help them 
put something together to help them boost them online as to maybe some steps? Well, I, so I, I teach a course um, called the five minute social method where I show you exactly how to build your own customized plan, um, which is, which I developed when I used to work at an agency and, um, and I can, and, but I can give you the basics right now, but that's such a need for so many businesses that I found, which is why I, I developed the course because what we tend to do is we look at somebody more successful than us and then we copy them. Right. And a lot of times that doesn't work. And sometimes the reason that doesn't work is because they did it three years ago and things are different now. Hmm. Um, sometimes the reason that doesn't work is because what they're doing now at a higher level of success doesn't work for you because you don't have that audience yet. And sometimes it doesn't work because you're just, you're not them. You know, you might be in the same industry and and the same business even, and even in the same market, but you're not them. And we're all different, you know, when it comes to our personalities. So, um, you know, here's, here's how I build a plan. And obviously the the course goes into more of this, but you start off with those social media goals. Like we talked about, Hmm. you've got to figure out what is going to make a difference on social media and you've got to build everything else around that. Hmm. Because if, I believe if social media is not driving trackable revenue for you, it's not worth your time. You know, uh, at that point, set up a Facebook business page, gather reviews and move on, you know, so it looks good if people find you set up a Google listing, a Google business listing and yeah. gather reviews. So it looks good. But if you're going to post every day or three times a day or, or three times a week, or whatever, if it lead to something. So I always start with the social media goals. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is you work backward from that. So if your goal is, for example, mine is to get people into one-on-one conversations. Um, let's say that, um, and then let's say Instagram is my, my, in my network that I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Instagram actually is my favorite social network. It's not a priority for my business because it's not the lowest hanging fruit right now. But mm-hmm. if I were to do that on Instagram, well, on Instagram, um, I want to get people into one-on-one conversations. Well, how do I do that? Well, I need to get people to send me direct messages, right? Because that's where the one-on-one conversations have. Okay, well, what happens before that? And that's one of my favorite phrases. What happens before that? Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're building the plan backward. So I want to get one-on-one conversations. What happens before that? They send me a direct message. What happens before that? I'm going to post engaging content on Instagram stories because when somebody replies to an Instagram story, it's a direct message. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that becomes my super simple social media marketing plan. I'm going to post on Instagram things that get people to you know reply in a direct message. Mm-hmm. We get into a conversation and I don't go, you know, thanks for replying to my question about pizza do you need social media help? Obviously we, you know, we have a conversation (laughs) first and then they, and then, and then you make revenue. And so, so again, number one, set that goal. Number two, reverse engineer it. Because once you do that, and you might have more than one of these, but once you do that, you, you eliminate all the rest. You realize that Twitter hasn't brought you a lead in five years and you're still tweeting five times a day. um, True. To just kind of simplify in that. And then of course you have to kind of test and tweet as you go. But that really is the, the the starting block. And then the third thing that I think a lot of people miss is figuring out um, and identifying why you're different than your competitors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so often, especially if you have a more unique thing, you think, oh, well, I don't, you know, nobody else does what I do or it's me. So, I, you know, like with you, Philip, you know, you're the curly marketer. You've got your own brand. You tell these amazing social media jokes. I like it, Jerry. Yeah. You know, you've got your thing and you're unique, but obviously there are other people out there that help with marketing. So you've got to differentiate from them. But then beyond that, it's not just differentiating ourselves from other people who offer what we do, but Mm -hmm. also differentiating ourselves from other people who solve the same problem we do in a different way. Mm -hmm. 
So I was working with a guy who's in my group coaching program and he does animal shows. So it's funny because whenever we get on a Zoom, he's got like lizards and turtles and stuff oh, wow. and behind him. Interesting. Um, but he does animal shows at schools and birthday parties and things like that. And so we went through this exercise with him and he's like, well, I'm the only animal show within 15 miles. So I'm you know, the only guy that, you know, that does this here. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, but what about the magicians and the musicians and all the other people that provide party entertainment? You got to differentiate yourself against them too. Mm-hmm. And so you not only differentiate yourself against the people that do what you do, yeah. but also the people who solve the same problem in a different mm. way. So uh, what's your USP, in other words? I mean, uh, like Phillips is his amazing jokes. No. Um, <laughs> she said it. Mine, she said mine, it. mine is my patience. But anyway, Creature that's my... Probably we're friends on this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. See you, <laughs> see you later. Might have to just give you a second one just to mm. really drive the nail through. <laughs> no, 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 no. I might stick my head in the oven. Um I was going to say, uh, this is a very known, well-used uh, phrase, uh, content is king, engagement is queen. Um, I don't know about the, the joke, whether there's that could be said. But anyway, um, they say, is there a content mix recipe you can bring to the table? Sorry, I can't help myself with these, these puns. But, anyway. <laughs> wow. but is, there, is there something that when it comes to mixing up your content... Is there something that is a good guideline to starting out? Like maybe you're a startup and you're not sure what you should be posting. Is there sort of some key tips you could give that would help somebody start to get motivated with posting on social media? Well, you summarized kind of the the main points there just by saying the uh, content is king and engagement is queen. Mm -hmm. Um, But the big takeaway there is you're better off posting better content less often. Um, you know, the, the, as you guys know, the solution sometimes to, I'm not reaching enough people, I better post more. Mm-hmm. And I was in a Facebook group a few weeks ago and these people were all bragging about how they post on Facebook business pages five times a day. No. And I just Jeez. thought, wow. oh no. my gosh, that's exhausting. Like, when <laughs> do you do yeah. anything else? <laughs> yeah. And so to do that is, you know, it, 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 you, there's no way if you're posting 35 times a week that those are all amazing posts. Mm. And I bet for most businesses, you'd do a lot better with three really good posts mm. a week. And so that's, that's the quality the piece. I'm glad that you brought up the engagement piece is because when somebody is looking at what somebody further along than them does. Like mm-hmm. we look at somebody in our industry who's doing a really good job on social media and we copy them. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it doesn't work is because you're doing things in the wrong order. And so when you're new on social media, I think that you just need to go for engagement. And for anyone not familiar, the more a post gets engaged with, the more people it's going to reach. So if nobody engages, you know, if you've ever gotten that message on Facebook where it said three people reached zero engagements and you're like, oh man, that hurts. It's because Facebook stopped showing your content to anybody. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the algorithms are the same in the sense that they are going to show your stuff to more people if it gets engagement. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because the more time somebody spends on their device, their phone, their computer, whatever, scrolling incessantly, Mm -hmm. more ads that each platform can show you. And so they want everything to come into the feed. And I don't know about you, for me, it's about three posts that don't interest me, 
before I'll just close it and go to another app or put my phone mm, down, right? Mm. As soon as you see three boring posts, you're like, you kind of go, all right, I've seen all the good stuff, you know, and yeah. you move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if your content is not engaging in that way, they're not going to show it to people. So mm-hmm. if you are a new business, you're just getting started, I think three times a week is great to post. And I think that good. you should just be going for engagement and it might take mm-hmm. time. So also I was I suggest to people is like engage as the business. So go on to other posts and change your profile and engage as your business. And that will also help with, you know, building your awareness um, and people getting to know about you and maybe going and following you back. Um, so it's maybe another engagement angle for maybe somebody starting out. Yeah. And I think something else you said too, about, you know, you were asking kind of about the balance, Mm. you know, how much you post of what type of content. I think in the beginning, it all needs to be engaging, but Mm -hmm. if you are a bakery, man, you can probably post pictures of baked goods as much as you want. Mm -hmm. And people will absolutely, you know, or figuratively, I guess, eat it up. Yeah. Um, but if you are an accountant <laughs> and you start posting uh, accounting tips, now that may not go over quite as well. Or you post a bunch of pictures of calculators. That's not yeah. what we want to see in our feed. So it's yeah. going to no. be a little different. And and I think, you know, you, I, you I've seen you guys talk about the 80-20 rule. That's mm-hmm. always kind of a, a good place to start mm-hmm. where, you know, four out of five posts are not selling and then one can kind of be selling. Mm-hmm. But again, before you sell at all, I think you need to build up engagement. I suppose just to throw in this one in the mix, uh, Jerry, because I used to do myself personally quite a lot. And then I took a step back and a few guests we've talked to and even other social media people, there's loads of conflicting views. I'd be keen to get your opinion on this. What are your thoughts on content curation? Uh, as in posting maybe a balance where, yes, you have some of your own content, but then throwing in the mix maybe other people's content that is taking essentially not people to your website, but you're sharing good stuff. You know, because it used to be kind of, oh, you should be curating content and just you know, great articles. But then people are saying, but then you're taking people away from my site. I'm sending traffic to other sites, you know. So what are your thoughts on, on that, just as a, an aside? Um, I have a strong biased opinion about that. Um, so I'm a, I'm a lifelong content creator. So this comes a little more naturally to me, mm. but I truly believe that, well, let me, before I say this, would you agree that if you had the time to only like create your own content, that's better than curated? Like I do, like my personal view, I have sort of skewed now over the last couple of years to very much what you were saying there, trying to create better content, I suppose less times, but better. And one or two times jump in. And if there's a couple of, say, people that I particularly have a good relationship uh, and I like their content, just share it by way of building a relationship as opposed to what I might have done when I first started, where I had sort of these automated curation bucket feeds that just literally sent out content mm. when the key was hit and you, you yeah. might see 15 tweets on me and 11 were someone else's content yeah well i think so twitter is kind of its own animal i mean and the expectation mm. on twitter you know i tell people i'm like look if you're going to go all in on twitter you probably need to tweet at least five times a day you know the mm. average shelf life of a tweet is like 18 minutes before it stops showing up in a lot of feeds yeah um, mm. you know so that's kind of its own animal but in general a couple things one I find that I can create content and faster than I can curate content. And the reason for that is first of all, content does not mean an eight minute YouTube video that I created, you know, that I wrote, uh, you know, bulleted out, recorded, edited, added graphics and uploaded. You know, that's a big project. Mm -hmm. Content can literally be a tweet or a quick comment or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and curating, if you are going to be the person that curates, you want to have stuff soon. And so if you're curating content that's been floating around for a month, then you're not going to be able to achieve that. So anytime you're in curation mode, you kind of have to be into that. I got to do this almost every day. Yeah. And so for me and for people that I work with, I, we try and get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, my most efficient clients, when the first of the month hits, their content other than live stuff is done. And that's because they planned it, they sat down, they created it, and they pre-scheduled all of it. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody can do that, but that's that's the dream. And it's not just about the time saving, it's the mental relief that you have, where all of a sudden from the first through the 15th or the 20th of the month, all you have to do is engage, and mm-hmm. then you can focus on the rest of your business. So that's really powerful. Um, but the other piece of curating is none of the platforms like it when you have links that send people off the platform, like mm. we kind of touched on. Mm. And, and so if you are curating a bunch of content, like I tell people, if you're going to share a link, it should benefit you in some way. Mm. So if you're going to share a link, it should go to your website or your landing page or your Facebook group. Or as you said, you know, Philip, you like to share content from other people that you like and respect. Mm. Um, you know, the, it could benefit you because it aligns you with them, you may be yeah. a, a bigger brand or another well-known brand, yeah. um, or they see that you shared it and they're willing to then share your content sometimes, kind of a yeah. you know, reciprocity, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a sharing exchange, if you will. And yeah. so that, again, benefits your business. Mm-hmm. But if you're just sharing links uh, because you have an RSS feed and you can automate it and it's easy, mm-hmm. it's probably not helping grow your business. And then we fall back into that category of yeah. why are you posting at all? I know there's no perfect social media management tool, but is there is there ones that you've come across that you have been impressed by to save time from a posting point and an overall management point? In my business personally, I use Agora Pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, the primary reason for that, and it's a, I would say it's like a medium tier one in terms of cost. Um, when I worked in an agency, we used one that was, I think it was like two grand a month. I mean, it was it was wow. crazy. Wow. Um, Agora Pulse is a little bit more than the buffers and the hoot suites of the world, mm. um, but it does really well for YouTube. So that's why I use it in my business. Um, I was a long time uh, user of Buffer and I recommend that quite a bit. Um, But if you're using Facebook and or Instagram, Facebook's creator studio on Mm -hmm. on a computer, the the mobile app is still a bug fest. Um, But on a computer, I mean, not only does it work really well for scheduling your content, Mm. but it also works well for repurposing where you can kind of, you know, take something from Instagram and turn it into a Facebook post or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain things that Facebook will let you do in Facebook Creator Studio that none of the other third-party tools will let you do. Mm-hmm. And so, because they just haven't opened up their backend API code, whatever, I don't know that stuff, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. Third parties um, do that kind of thing. So when it comes to posting content, uh, does it depend on each social channel, how often you should post? Would you say? I, I, yeah, I think it. I think it definitely varies a ton. Um, it is going to depend on the social network. And mm. you know, the first question that I always ask somebody when they say, "How often should I post?" is, mm. "How often can you come up with good posts?" Mm. And not just right now when you're feeling eager, but when life gets busy and crazy. True. Uh, how you know? How often can you keep up with then? And so I think that's a really important thing. One of the other things that I teach and, and work with a lot of people on, uh, and you know, one of the ways I like cutting social media workloads is mm. post less and schedule more. And you can't do this on all the platforms, but it works really well on Facebook. So you take that woman who is posting 35 times a week 
wow. on her Facebook business page. Incredible. However long that took her. And I don't mm-hmm. know, I didn't look at her page. I don't know if they were good. I don't know anything about it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, first of all, she's reaching the same people over and over again. What happens is they stop engaging with your posts and they don't have to unlike your page or unfollow you. Facebook True. is yeah. showing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like to, to say, you know, post less and, and, and spend more. And so on Facebook and Instagram, it's, a, you know, a one US dollar a day is the the minimum and it may be less in other parts of the world mm. to advertise. So instead of coming up with 35 posts, what if you came up with one really good post and then you spent $7 to start to keep it in the feeds all week? Not only that, but when you spend a little money, you can get in front of people that are not following your page, which is the only way you're really going to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I find that if your time is valuable, then that's got to be something to seriously consider. And I know a lot of people have this apprehension of, oh, I, I'm not making enough to spend money on social media yet. But if you're posting 35 times a week, how much time is that worth to you? Mm-hmm. You know, could you come up, could you spend, 30, let's say 30 minutes on one really great post and then spend $7? And for most people, you would reach more people and new people and, and you know, grow your business faster doing that than, than continuing to be so frugal. And, I, and I'm frugal, don't get me wrong, um, oh, yeah. you know, to, to post yeah, 35 yeah. times a week. Yeah. So maybe you'd you'd agree with me then is test out what works and then whatever's the best engaged or, you know, know, uh, post that you have out there, then put that out as an ad, as a, an original post. um, And then go from there rather than put something out that you don't know whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. I mean, unless you have zero followers, in which case you might spend money a little sooner if you've got the budget. But Mm. yeah, I, you know, I don't, boost things a lot of the times until this takes more time, but usually Mm. a lot of times I won't boost something until it already has little engagement because boosted posts, even if you're paying Facebook, they will show your posts to more people if the content is good. And sometimes you can spend, say, I want to spend $10 a day on an ad and Facebook will come back and say, no, we we only spent $1.70. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't good enough, you know, um, because nobody engaged with it. Even, right. you know, they don't want, they even want ads that will keep people on the platform. They don't care about if it's your ad or somebody else's ad Yeah. because the longer somebody stays on the, you know, if they, if they don't close the app because your ad was boring, then they get shown three more ads in the next, you know, 90 seconds. Yeah. So it's much more yeah. profitable to make mm-hmm. sure that even ads are engaging. So yes, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, if it starts to get engagement and then you add a little money that will amplify not mm. only the engagement and the reach, but hopefully whatever goal you had for it. So it's yeah. test, 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 and then go for the money. Uh, yes. I, hate <laughs> I love the results of testing. I just want somebody else to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those necessary evils near the, you know, and it's funny, it is a mantra that a lot of our guests kind of have said, you know, mm. um, just keep testing, you know, uh, because there's no, say, kind of concrete, definitive roadmap for a sort of, better online presence you know you can't say yeah just go 100% images or 100% video Mm. or it's all about your branding or it's your tone of voice you've got to I suppose find what works and then even then something might work one time and it then doesn't work the next time and you sort of have to pivot Um, like I suppose in your experience Jerry when it comes to improving the online presence of a business do you ever find that there has to be a sort of specific starting point and that might be even something as simple because 
Emer in particular would have a lot of expertise in, say, optimization, you know, optimizing channel. And we see so many of it on the social channels. The header photo is like of a mountain, you know, where there's nothing or right. there's no proper <laughs> avatar and mm. things aren't filled in. You know, is there kind of things like, you know, get those basics right first and then build on it to order to help the online presence? Yeah, I, I like the optimization and that's something that I work with people on quite a bit because mm. In general, those are one-time tasks yeah. um, in terms of like you get it right. And maybe you revisit every six months or a year, certainly, yeah. especially if your business evolves or if you pivoted in 2020. Mm. Um, but the, the the main idea is these are not things that are ongoing, but they're so important. So the scenario mm. I always tell people to think about, let's use Facebook as an example. Facebook has that looking for recommendations feature. Yeah. So all of a sudden, somebody says, um, well, let's say I'm a, a, a wedding photographer. And somebody says, uh, you know, looking for recommendations for a wedding photographer. And that person's friend says, oh, you should check out five-minute wedding photography or whatever it might be. Mm. And they get to my page and I have no cover photo or it's a photo of a mountain, even though I'm a wedding photographer. There's Mm. no contact information. Uh, My profile picture is not my face. So you don't know what, like there's literally nothing to welcome you in. There's no reviews. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's it. But- if their friend recommended me and they go to my page and they can see my face, I'm real, I've got examples of my work, I've got a clear step for them to take next, and I've got 50 five-star recommendations on Facebook, all of a sudden now it's my business to lose. So I think that optimization is super important, but it's not the first thing that I start people with. Mm. Um, like in my course, it's module two. I just I just started a new group of people, so it's very mm. top of mind. They're, they're going through module two right now, but um, the, first, the first thing we do though, is we talk again about the goals and then mm. figuring out your mm. ideal customer avatar or, you know, different mm. people mm. use different things, but who's your ideal person. Um, and then we, uh, do, we do that. And then, and then of course you want to, you want to throw in, if I was coming from Mars, how would I find you? You know, uh, it's using the right keywords. Yeah. So, but a lot of the people that I start working with, some people have had their business for 15, 20 years. They've never mm. thought about their ideal customer. They have yeah. no idea what their goals are. They have no idea why they're different than their competitors other than, I don't know. I'm me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or I, my office is here. And so, so that's where we start. You know, I call that the foundation, but then the very next thing is figuring out the best social network or networks mm. and then going through and like, it's on, you know, your specialty humor is, is optimizing them. Yeah. Cause that makes a massive difference. Oh, it yeah. does. I mean, I'm looking at some, I, I, I know I've uh, people that I've worked with, I get them to go and look at their competitors and I go look at their, their tabs. They're not even or, in order. And you don't know if there's a tab, if they're on Instagram or you don't know if they're on YouTube, you know, and they, they start to, their eyes open and they go, oh my God, people are so lazy that they don't actually put in this information. And then, you know, they start to see the benefits of looking. I said, you don't go out the door half dressed. So why should your <laughs> social media? Do you know what I mean? Right. So, no, that's um, great. And it makes a massive difference. And I, I actually had one guy that I was working with earlier this year and he had a, um, I didn't even know this was a business, but he has a business where he goes out and he cleans your dryer vent. Um, and apparently if you're, if your clothes don't dry or they're like not drying fast enough, it's because you need your dryer cleaned, but eventually it, like it can catch on fire if you never have it done. Apparently. Oh, my husband's so, always, my husband's always given out to me and he brings up the lint and he leaves it on top. And I'm like going, why is he keep leaving it for me? <laughs> And so we optimized his business page and this woman, you know, called him and said, Hey, yeah, I need you to come out, you know? And he said, Oh, great. You know, can you tell me where you find me? And she said, yeah, I searched for you on Facebook. 
And his page came up number one for area. Fantastic. His page at the time had one like. It was a brand new page. It had one like, and it was him. <laughs> so he was the only like on his <laughs> oh, page. Oh, no. Wow. But if you optimize, you know, and I told him, like, when you have 10 likes, you're probably not going to have 10 new customers. <laughs> but you're yeah. the first person I've ever seen that got one customer from one I think like, I'll give him a call. Get my husband off my back, you know. Uh, um, there you go. But actually, the other thing as well, and this is where I know we were talking about content and the content mix, but the one thing I keep saying to people is you can't be salesy. You're selling, it could be, say it's furniture, you're selling a lifestyle. And I always say people think, but I, I want to put up a post and, you know, and, and then I want to back that post up with this. And then you go, you can't do that. So, Jerry, what would be your advice on the reissue of promotional posts versus non-promotional posts? So. As I say, you're selling a lifestyle, not furniture. I think that, you know, the 80-20 rule is, is a, always a good place to start where it's mm. like four out of your five posts should be non-selling. And this mm. is something to factor in when you're trying to decide how often you're going to post too. Like if yeah. you decide, I have to post a lot and sell a lot, well, then you've mm. got to do more posts to kind of mm. balance that out. Yeah. But I think that you can be more clever and frankly, you know, businesses can be less lazy in the sense where it's like, you don't have to sell you know, tell them that a sofa is on sale to use your furniture example, you mm -hmm. can put up two furnitures and or two, two furnitures, two sofas <laughs> and, uh, you know, and say, which one would look better in your living room, A or B? And then you can add in, by the way, they're both on sale this week. Or you could wait and get engagement and then reply to each one and say, hey, by the way, this one's on special right True. now or, and we only have three left mm -hmm. and engage with all those people. Like there are ways to sell without it being a salesy post. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really the, the case. And again, if you've got pictures of cakes, you can sell with cakes all day mm -hmm. um, just because people love to see pictures of cakes. I've worked with a lot of restaurants in the past and man, people love pictures of food. But with couches, it's, you know, it's going to be a little different. So I think it's really about finding other ways to let people know. Um, there's a, an e-commerce company uh, that I worked with that sells clothing. Mm -hmm. And they had, uh, they started doing posts where they would say, all right, which are you, a red shirt or a blue shirt kind of person or whatever. And they put up a red shirt and a blue shirt. Or they would say, um, you know, who do you know that looks great in blue? You know, and, and uh, if you're not going to boost it, you could say tag them in the comments, but Facebook kind of considers that engagement bait, so you're not supposed to. But, mm. you know, and then when people comment, you know, oh, I love the red shirt or I love the blue shirt or the red shirt would be better for me. And they would say, you know, then they would comment, so glad you think that. And then they would private message that person because if someone comments on your business page, you can send them a private message. Mm -hmm. um, they've changed it recently. I think it's within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You can say, hey, if you truly want this, um, I generated a custom coupon code for you for 30% off you can go on our website and order it right now. Um, so then publicly you were never selling, but then you were able to reach out to all these people and create some urgency, you know, and of course you say, and it expires in two days, you know, get them. To oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but if you get creative, you know, you, you don't have to worry so much about that. Oh, am I selling too much? But we've all been around businesses and, and work with clients where they're mm -hmm. like, well, no, I've got a sale every day and that's all I ever have to, I'm all I'm ever going to want to post about. It's like, yeah. okay, well then stop posting. 
or buy a newspaper. But it's like, at the, you know, like the end of like, uh, you know, uh, you know, at the end of the summer, there's always like a, a sale time. Um, I was working recently with a lady who owns a boutique and uh, she wanted to have, uh, you know, how am I going to tell my customer, you know, and I said, well, what you could do is because people would expect it is you could put up on your cover of your Facebook page, 50% off, you know, summer sale. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you don't have to keep pumping out content to sell afterwards. You know, as you say, you could say, oh, you could put up a comparison, blue dress or the pink dress, you know, um, which which you think uh, you'd like to have in your wardrobe for next summer, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, and try and get engagement like that. So uh, I like the idea where you're saying about like the private message uh, um, and saying, well, if you, you like the pink dress so much, we actually have a few of them left and here's a, a coupon to grab grab one of the last ones and you never exclusivity. know you're a vip member you know I, yeah and yeah. if if yeah. that works you know if, if that is you know is justified if your profit margin is 77 cents per item then that may not be worth the time to put in True. but again if you're advertising a sale put up one really good post and you should be willing to put some money behind it Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, you could boost something for an entire month for, you know, 30 bucks or 30 pounds or, or whatever it might be. And more if it's working. Yeah. Hey, I saw your Facebook post. I'm here to buy, I'm here to buy, or I, I just mm. ordered something. Yeah. Oh, well, let me add some more money to that. This is actually working. You know? Yeah. No, it makes a huge amount of sense. Like, like I suppose in the whole promotion on social media, Jerry, um, do you have any thoughts in relation to, say, a business starting off or, you know, it's just kind of maybe three to six months into social media? There's always this debate as to whether kind of build up, so your, your, your kind of your thought leadership, you know, your expertise in the area to maybe organic posting and then start to maybe consider some, some paid advertising, et cetera. But is that a sort of a backward way of thinking as in, there's no fixed time when you should start maybe using paid channels to promote that, you know, if time is right and you have posts that are engaging fairly quickly, why not explore a paid option? You know, would you have any thoughts on that? Well, there are people out there that, you know, say, well, you got to spend money to make money, you know? Mm. Um, mm. And when I come across a business owner that's maybe been in business for a long time and they're starting a new business, they already sort of have a budget in mind for that kind of thing. But yeah. other people are very apprehensive about spending money. Mm. But if you're just going to try, like, for example, a Facebook business page, the average reach of a Facebook business page is about 1%. Mm. And a lot of people have this fantasy that oh, I'm going to start a page and I'm going to get a hundred people to like it. And every post I put up, they're all going to see. Yeah. And we all know that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, like numerically one person out of the hundred would see each post, which again, is it even worth it? So, so I think that sure. because it can be so inexpensive to start, it's worth it to do it sooner. But I always say, make sure you have an idea of how you're going to make that money back before mm-hmm. you decide to start spending money. And again, if you're going to play with a couple of dollars, a couple of pounds, by all means do it. Hmm. But make sure you have some idea of how you're going to to make it back in the sense that, you know, I've worked with people where they they learn about Facebook boosting and they throw 50 bucks behind something and they get 250 likes on a picture and and they go, this is so great. Oh my gosh, your Facebook's <laughs> working. This is amazing, you know? And then 48 hours later, they're like, well, none of those people bought anything. I know. It's like, I well, know. yeah, you just posted a picture of some, some like you're a nursery, but you just posted some pictures of a flowers. You didn't, you know, for flowers, you didn't have anything for them to do. You had no next step for them. Like you didn't do anything. Yeah. And so 
that's where it's always, you know, if you're a, if you're an online business, for example, and you have a lead magnet where somebody downloads your lead magnet, which is, you know, a, a piece of content usually that will instead, uh, they give you their email address, you give them yeah. this free piece of content. Um, I work with a woman named Joanna, who's a child sleep consultant. And I don't know if you guys are, are parents, but like when mm-hmm. you're a parent of a newborn, you're, you're like, I will pay anybody a million dollars if they oh, will yeah. get this baby to sleep. Yeah. And she knew that as soon as everybody who downloaded her lead magnet, which was like seven ways to get your babies to sleep better in seven days or something like that, mm-hmm. like 60% of the people that downloaded it would hire her. And for one-on-one, and it was expensive. And so we just said, well, what's the problem? And she said, well, nobody's seen it. I'm like, well, let's put some money behind it. And so she put 30 US dollars behind a post and she had booked $1,400 in business by the next day. Because people downloaded it, they read it, and they called her, they set up a call and they're like, yeah, we're we're in, we're tired, please help us, you know. They were probably too Um, tired to search for her on Facebook. (laughs) Right, (laughs) exactly, yeah, exactly. Parents are too, like, they're barely even looking as, you know, mom's nursing in the middle of the night, she's scrolling Facebook, she's not reading anything, you gotta put, you gotta put it in front of her face, so. Exactly, I don't even know my own name, I think back and I just go, I don't even know my own name anymore, never mind anything else, so. Well, see, Jerry, you know, 12 years ago, I had lovely dark brown black sort of hair look at me now practically white you know (laughs) you know i went through the the sleep kind of stage and now we're at a different (laughs) stage now as in you know it won't go to bed (laughs) no or you know i'm 12 gone on 18 you know talk to the hand dad you know (laughs) so so uh yeah so we need to find somebody to sort your your situation out yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) so uh as i say my goodness, uh, the, the, you know, Jerry, you have just been giving us so many great tips today. Um, and it is like it is like a rabbit hole. You can go down and find out more and more. But it's like keeping it simple. Keeping it simple, I think, for a lot of people is like, don't, don't think you have to do everything just um, because that's where your motivation for being on social media as a business can become you're def- you become deflated if, as you say if yeah. you don't start to get a return um yeah. and uh and the, that's where we were talking earlier again about the algorithm and it can be so confusing right so can you tell people what an algorithm is i can't even spell algorithm some, <laughs> day, some days i'm not even sure if i say it right but um Maybe for people out there, because I, I always say to Philip, no big words on the show. <laughs> He's into all these big, like, over, pivoting and overarching. Sorry, Philip. Califragilistic um, SPA <laughs> So, So this right. is one thing I, I thought I'm going to ask you, because you're just, you keep it over, you keep it really simple. So, uh, Jerry, um, that's your USP now, I have to tell. So everyone go, li- go check him out on YouTube, because he does keep it nice and simple. Um, algorithm. Um, algorithms, you know, wherever they write these in Northern California, I suppose, you know, they're on the back end, they're ones and zeros, and I don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, 95% of the way the algorithm works is just human psychology. It's just about the way people think and what they do. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, the, the short answer is this, the algorithm on any platform is only there to keep people on the platform longer by continuing to show them posts that they like or that the platform LinkedIn thinks you'll like, Instagram yeah. thinks you'll like. Yeah. And so everybody, that's why everybody's feed is different because what you see 
Emer and what you see, Philip, and what I see is depending on what we've engaged with in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to create content that your ideal customer will engage with. So mm -hmm. like, love, comment, share, um, you know, all of those things. And I, I always often get approached with somebody saying, hey, do you have a, uh, you know, give me some, give me some algorithm hacks. How do I trick the algorithm? You know, and it's not like I had a, a you know, text conversation with Mark Zuckerberg three years ago, where he was like, if you point, you know, if you post 4.21 times per week, we'll show your post to everybody. You know, there is no mm -hmm. hack. And when somebody does figure out something, they change the algorithm, you know, it lasts about two weeks. And so what I always say is you've either got to work with the algorithm or don't bother posting at all. Mm -hmm. And so I always call it, what we want to do is we don't want to hit trick or hack it. We want to romance the algorithm. Oh. And you want to play. You want to play nice with the algorithm. You want to charm the algorithm. So you basically, you want you want to you want to date your customer. Yes. Yes. Well, and and that's kind of that. I mean, dating is a great analogy for marketing. I'm sure, you mm. know, as 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 you've heard before. And so engagement is as we've talked about today, everything. So that's mm -hmm. why you've got to get people to engage. That is why the that's how the algorithm will like your post. Mm -hmm. and we'll show it to more people. And so once you kind of understand that and you approach every post in that way, and there are, you know, there are millions of ways to get more engagement that we can't go into today. But once mm -hmm. you approach your post in that way, theoretically, every post you ever put up from now forever, until forever will get more reach. And that's that first key to social media success. And, and the other thing, like you said, it doesn't leave you deflated. Because when you say, hey, yeah. this is on sale, and you get three people reach zero engagements, man, that stings. Yeah. And you get discouraged. And so you just, you have to go for engagement. That is. So that is a good tip now answer. because that means it might prevent Philip from posting his jokes. Do you post your jokes, Philip? <laughs> no, I'm looking for engagement, uh, Jerry. So, okay. so here's, here's my engagement trick on how to post your jokes. Right. So post the setup. Okay. And then leave a huge space. Okay. And you might even have to do the, you know, period, enter, period, enter, period, enter to have yeah, a big yeah. gap mm. and then put the answer down uh, at the bottom or post your setup and then put the answer in the comments. Because yeah. if you post the setup and Emer may tell you otherwise, but she's lying. She wants to know that <laughs> the punchline. She yeah. wants to know how bad is it going to be? Is yeah. it going to be face. worse this week? <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You're you're at least curious, like, oh gosh, how awful is this going to be? Yeah, that's what I feel like so, every day. Yeah. She really does. Yeah. She does love it, Cherry. Like she says, she hates it, but she can't wait till we start recording. Um, <laughs> so if you put it in the comments, or even you know, basically what you want them to do is, you, yeah. even if they don't like the joke, you want them to click, you know, you, you do the space between the setup and the punchline so that they have to click see more, or you put the answer in the comments so they have to click on the comments. Or and that counts as engagement. Or what about this? When they do that. You could put the joke up and go dot, dot, dot. If you want to find out more, listen to the show. You could also do that, but okay. I don't know if they're good enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were friends, Jerry. You just stuck the knife in. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to win it. you back. I'm, I'm going to win you back before Go we on. wrap up, Jerry. Which is, it's been a great chat. Uh, Emer did tell me that, uh, did you meet uh, Lionel Richie or the some sort of Lionel Richie connection? <laughs> I did once. So I worked as a radio presenter for years and years and as a, also as a music director. And so sometimes we get to meet artists and cool. 
Wow. I randomly one day, my boss was like, you want to get lunch? And I was like, yeah, sure. And we get in the car and he's like, oh, we're going to have lunch with Lionel Richie. Wow. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so there we were. We had lunch with Lionel Richie. Wow. Well, I told in an episode way back when, I can't remember what episode it was, a Lionel Richie social media joke. <laughs> I've, I've sort of upgraded it in your honor, Jerry. Wow. So I'm going to lay it on you now. This is a first, ladies and gentlemen, two mm. social media jokes in the one episode. I'm sorry, Emer. <laughs> I know you're indulging me. Um, so Lionel Richie, he's got himself a new job. He's working customer service at Salesforce. And he's now got a promotion because every time the phone rings, he picks it up. Hello. Is it leads you're looking for? What do you reckon? <laughs> it's gone. The B2B one was better. Was it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there, folks. Oh. <laughs> you, do you ever hear it's God, lo- God loves a trier? Or is it God ah. loves a Twyford? I'm not sure. But. Hey, listen, you know, we'll, we'll keep beating this door down. But, mm, uh, yeah. But Jerry, you know, well, listen. I, I was going to say, I really like both of you, so that's why I keep changing sides. <laughs> I have to, I'm telling you, Jerry, you are coming back because we need a round two on this. Uh, (laughs) Hey, the first joke was good. I thought the first joke was great. I love a good pun. Mm, mm. Well, there you go. Um, Well, Jerry, listen, it's my first time ever actually engaging or getting to have a a chat or getting to understand your brand. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. And as Emer said, we'd love to get you back because there's so much more around the whole content area and even engagement strategies that we'd love to chat to you. So I think Mm. definitely on the line, we get you back if you're open to it. Absolutely. As long as there are, I think for the standard has been set now, you have to bring two jokes if I come back. Yeah, I'm up for the challenge. Emer's like, no, 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 thank you. (laughs) Emer would be white next time you see her. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I suppose, yeah, Jerry, listen, it's just been great. Thanks again for for coming on. Uh, Any last words, Emer? I'm lost for words. Lost for words. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going home with Jerry now. <clears throat> okay. Jerry, have you got your bike outside, have you? Um, <laughs> I hope it's a two-seater. What, what, yeah. do, you call, what do you call those? Um, but I just want to say, Jerry, I have been a fan of yours for a le- very long time. I love your videos. Um, and I've now got you another fan, as Woo-hoo. in Mr. Twyford. I'm there. Um, awesome. And uh, I have to say, um, really, really um, inspired by what you're saying, because a lot of people out there, I'm sure, are do get overwhelmed with social media and you've really kind of hit a really good note there because a lot of people would say, okay, uh, what do I do? And after listening to you, I'm sure they will be in a better frame of mind. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. So thank you very much. This, my mission is to simplify it for people because it doesn't have to be as overwhelming. Um, Although of course, if you run an agency, then it's good when it's overwhelming sometimes, right? Because then, uh, then, yeah. then people outsource it. But, but mm. it's that, you know, there is an easier way. And I love to talk about this and, and share that. And I appreciate the opportunity and the platform. Brilliant. I suppose all the stuff to say is um, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again. And the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2 p.m., I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Eamor Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you next time for more Let's Get Social. See you then.